Welcome to Short Sighted Cinema. Uh, we're here with episode four. This, I am your host, Corey. We got Kelly here. Hello. We got Austin. What up? And we have Katie. <laughs> Hello. And we're uh, glad to be back. February episode. Today's movie is the 2011 film Bernie, uh, starring Jack Black and Shirley MacLaine, directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, this movie is available on pretty much anything that has free movies. So uh, if you want a cheap, good movie, here you go. Well, I guess it's not even cheap. It's free. But uh, <laughs> Bernie is about is free. that's the kind I like. Uh, the movie is about uh, assistant funeral director Bernie Teed, and he's in a small Texas town and he, everybody just loves the guy. And he befriends an elderly lady by the name of Marjorie Nugent. Uh no one in the town really likes her except for him, and she he finds out. I mean that she's kind of kind of awful, and uh, he feels closed in, and so he kills her, and he stuffs her in the freezer. <laughs> uh, the reason I give the whole plot away is because this is actually based on a true story, mm-hmm. and so they actually got to know the people who are in it or who are who lived it. Uh, I mean, except for Marjorie, obviously. Yeah, she wasn't uh, really around. This movie yeah. is portrayed as half documentary and half dramedy. Uh, the format was super <laughs> unique. I I really liked what they had, what they did with it. Yeah, I I did too. I I was like, I was really confused at <laughs> at the beginning. Like, all right, it's 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 a documentary, but it's it's like kind of live scenes, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it was it was so so unique i haven't i haven't seen it in movie form but it kind of reminded me of like you know your office and parks and rec type shows right where they're like interviewing people in the middle of it kind of deal yeah it reminded me of that but also it reminded me obviously not the quality level but you know like those history channel documentaries where they'll talk about something that happened in the past and obviously they don't have recording of it so they have like a really crappy acting scenes where you know just kind of like filler for you to like wrap your mind around it like, that's the kind of style it's kind of set up in, but it wasn't crappy. It was really, really high quality, and, yeah, um, like, the acting was good, and the, the the production value was really good. They had a really nice mix. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Through a lot of the movie, I wondered if they were actors or real people, and um, if you look through the credits, most of them were real people, or, like, the people who were there, uh, of Save course, because, because Jack Black's not a real person. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> he's, he's a figment of our imagination. Uh, there are some people who did more acting than were figment. involved in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man, if, that's, if, if that's a figment of my imagination, I don't think I want to know who the other, you know. <laughs> I guess Danny DeVito's in that vein, too. Uh, a few of the characters who were interviewed were actors because they had more to, in the story like the main funeral director which was played by rick dial who's actually from my hometown which is pretty neat uh, and then obviously matthew mcconaughey and there's a few other minor characters but i thought it was great that they had the the people of carthage texas tell their story yeah mm-hmm. i was wondering like i was throughout the movie i was like man these people would just feel so so real like i feel like i've met these people like in everyday life and I was like, at the end of the movie, when you find out there, that most of them actually were re- like that, that that's was their true personality. They weren't putting on a facade. Yeah, I was like, that's, no wonder. That's what I was like, 
these were these are like people that I have met like just every day. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I think I told Austin, I was like, they're really good at making these people seem like they're actually just like real life, like quote unquote normal people being interviewed. And then at the end, he was like, oh, they were like normal people. I was like, well, that that makes sense then. <laughs> it added a lot to like, it was a nice touch. And yeah. kudos to the director for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was really cool with their interviews is you got a lot of conflicting information. Mm-hmm. You know, like because mm-hmm. people told it from their perspective. And so they saw it from a limited point of view. Um uh, and so, I mean, and that was just, that'd be just like if you heard gossip in the town about what was going on, you know, some of the stuff they, you know, was embellished or, um, you know, they just put their personal spin or biases into it. Yeah, I was, I, I was, when we were watching the movie, I was, I was telling Katie, I was like, this feels like it's my hometown. Like, <laughs> it just feels like I'm talking to a bunch of different people about some random story, you know. <laughs> It starts out with like your classic like gossip about a relationship and who these people are and what these people are like. Are they weird? And then and then turns into murder. <laughs> so what's crazy is I feel like I feel like, you know, obviously we've met all the people who talk, but I feel like we've all met people similar to Miss Nugent and Bernie. Like I feel like I've met people who are like the talk, like the like very popular in town. Everybody loves them. They do anything for anybody. Everybody, everybody knows about them. And you also, and you also know that old cranky person in <laughs> town who nobody likes. So I mean, obviously not to the extremes. Like I don't know of anybody who's who's been murdered or something for being a mean person. I don't know anybody personally, but but like everybody was just so relatable in the way that you like you felt like you knew them because. Same. There's real people. Same with Matthew McConaughey's character. He was like everybody's met someone just like him. He's very, very cocky. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he knows everything, but uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, he was a career. I mean, he wasn't necessarily a politician, but he was a you know. Uh, I, I don't know how, what I'm saying there, but I think you know what I mean. You know. <laughs> yeah, it do anything for the vote. Yeah. So this movie was a really interesting movie regarding faith. Because uh, it's very apparent that Bernie's devout in his faith. And um, from what you see in the film and the way he's portrayed, he's genuinely trying. And, I mean, he doesn't seem to have a dark side to him. He just – he made a bad choice and it led him down a bad – I mean, that bad decision led to a bunch of other bad decisions to lie and cover mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Oh, go ahead, Austin. Well, I was gonna say, and he even, you know, towards the end, he kind of admits that even he got caught up in like, because, you know, he kind of was gave to everyone that was like his first life, and then he kind of got a taste of the rich life and kind of indulged in it, and that was something that he, he even admitted that he was wrong in just kind of indulging in that rich life and stuff. So he always had like a heart of gold, and as like picture of faith sometimes it's like we all we all have those times where like we're really we're good most of the time and then one thing you know we kind of leave in our our back pocket that kind of messes us up and then one final thing makes us snap and we're like we Mm -hmm. didn't even know we were capable of that (laughs) exactly like um you see a lot of the the best and worst of humanity in bernie um it kind of reminds me and this is a stretch but it reminds me of uh, king david in scripture you know, who was a man after God's heart, but he made some 
terrible decisions, like, you know, everything that happened with Bathsheba. But Mm -hmm. David is going to be in heaven, and I honestly think Bernie will be too. Yeah, if the movie betrays Bernie like he actually is in real life, I 100% believe that he'd be in heaven. I mean, that sounds like he's repented. He was was immediately sorry, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he made he did a terrible, terrible, terrible thing, but right. I believe that we'll see him in heaven. I will say he was only he wasn't repentant right away, of course. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it takes some time sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I definitely yeah, asked Austin. Gotta... Good. No, you go ahead. Say, sometimes you got to stuff your things in the freezer. <laughs> you got to <laughs> stuff it in the freezer first. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do with my problems for now on. Just stuff them in the freezer. There you go. <laughs> so if, I'm not on, if I'm not on the next podcast, you know where to find me. Exactly. <laughs> don't become a problem, Corey. <laughs> yeah, don't be a problem. You don't have to worry about ending up in the freezer. There you go. <laughs> I always wanted to be a little cooler. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, uh, man. It was interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, ahead, (laughs) No, you go ahead. (laughs) The way they portray Bernie, too, is like, even, you know, when he he killed Miss Nugent, like, you almost sympathize for him. It's like, it's almost like you don't, you don't condone it, but it's like you almost get it. Yeah. And it's strange. It's weird to say, to sympathize with a murderer. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. But I also asked Austin at one point, I was like, do you think he's crazy because there's a point where, you know, with the police, Jack Black was, you know, his character is being questioned and he was, cr- or no, it was in court. He was crying. And then all of a sudden his face was like completely straight. I was like, is he crazy? Because he switched from one emotion to the other really fast. So I don't know if he was crazy or not. I think that's something to definitely think about. Like, I don't think, like, obviously people in town didn't think he was completely normal. Yeah. Right. Like, they, right. you know, they talk about how he, he, like, he was the nicest guy, but he was a little weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that being weird is necessarily a bad thing, but they could just show sure. that something was off about what, you know, what, the way his brain worked, I think. I think that was, uh, that was an undertone throughout what, you know, what all the characters talked about when they mm-hmm. talked about him. Yeah, I got that he may have had his mental challenges, but he wasn't a sociopath. Um and the uh, the mental abuse he suffered, I feel like if he if he did have some sort of Ill, you know illness, it was definitely amplified because of Miss Nugent. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I think it was. Yeah. I mean, that was really the only part where I questioned was like, is this dude crazy? I think that was really the only part. Like, because before that, I don't think I was questioning it. I think you know, like we were saying, like he just he finally snapped. He'd had enough, and unfortunately, he went about it the completely wrong way. Uh, the movie also had some interesting points to make about our own biases because he did something bad, but that town was ready to, to acquit him. Like they, they, they didn't care. Um, how often do we do that in our own lives, whether it's big or small, you know, you look over red flags or place red flags on people when there wasn't one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked how they said how, uh, usually they have to move a case to a different place because the, the criminal did something so bad that the whole town knew about it, and they were gonna just just make them um, pay for it like much more than than the, than they normally would in another place. 
but the, the town liked him so much. So that was, that was the first time they had moved so moved a case because of that. But definitely, like I, I mean, I'm sure I, I've, I've found myself um, being hypocritical in the fact that maybe someone I liked did something bad, and I was like, oh, it's no big deal. But someone I didn't mm-hmm. like did something, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's the worst. Yeah, and all that you know, it's something to think about. Uh, not to get political, but it happened. You pick a news source and then pick the, the the candidate that they don't like, or that's the opposite of their beliefs, and that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the president could, you know, any given president could cure cancer. One side is going to say he put millions of doctors out of work, and the others will say this he's the greatest man of all time. Yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I mean at play here in this this small little town. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. I keep interrupting. I was gonna everybody. say no, <laughs> no. Um, it was. I was gonna say it just really shows what that town thought of him beforehand. Like his character showed. Even even he he literally you know murder is you normally the worst thing you could possibly do right like normally right. like most people say murder is the worst thing. He got away with murder not because he didn't get caught but because people were like. It was understandable. <laughs> like it, he, he, his reputation went ahead of him so far that people were willing to excuse him for murder. Outside of you know Marjorie's family, of course. Uh, yeah. And and Matthew McConaughey, right? Which I mean, yeah, it surprised me when you know one of the ladies had a line similar to, um, even if if he did kill her, um, she probably deserved it. Yeah, um, like like he wouldn't be able to make a bad decision on that part. So so his decision to kill someone, I mean, they must have deserved it, right? And also they knew that she was mean, but uh, that's so crazy. That and it, it wasn't just like a couple of people. It was like it was it was the entire town. Yeah, that's just hard to imagine. Okay, yeah. But I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes. Like, for instance, like, I know Corey's my husband, but I, th- I think Corey's well known for being, like, like sunshine and happiness. So, so like, if he, if, if it turned out that he murdered someone, I feel like a lot of people would be like, no way. So, or, like, they must have deserved it or something, because he <laughs> wouldn't do that for no good reason. I haven't, right. and I will not murder, uh, just for anybody who's listening to the podcast. Thanks for not murdering. <laughs> I, all I do is kill up Mario Kart. <laughs> well, like, I just, just put myself in their shoes. I feel like I'd be the same way if it was, like, so, you know, just knowing someone like, like Corey, not saying that Corey's like Bernie necessarily, just that they're both happy, <laughs> nice people. Yeah. <laughs> so I can, I can understand it. While I don't want to be a hypocritical person, I can see where they're coming from. What were some things that you liked and disliked about the movie? Hmm. Well, really- <laughs> go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I told Katie that I disliked Matthew McConaughey as soon as he became the district attorney in court, <laughs> like he was the lawyer, because he was overacting. 
and acting as an overactor. Like he he was acting twice, like he acting squared. He was acting <laughs> like he cared as a lawyer and was overreacting the whole time. So it just it just added another layer. I was like Matthew McConaughey is going way over with the with the lawyer stuff. Like mm-hmm. He was already like this really like overblown character, you know, the southern draw and like, yeah. you know, super cocky. And then he got to the when he was a lawyer, he started to pretend like he cared and all this stuff. And I was like, I can't take him seriously. Like, I just can't. <laughs> so are you was it an issue with his acting or was it an issue with the character because he was putting on a front? I think maybe I mean, maybe it, was, it probably wasn't his acting, but it didn't help that it was Matthew McConaughey because it just I I mean I think it's more like the act, the character yes but then the, the acting also got in the way of it just because it's it's him and <laughs> just his goofiness so um but I liked him outside just that once they got into the court that's when it, I couldn't take him seriously anymore <laughs> it just went to another level Something that I both kind of disliked and liked was, um, I guess, the, like just what I was talking about earlier, it kind of called me out on the spot. Like, what would I do in this situation, right? Um, if it, Well, it, first of all, I guess in Bernie's, I don't think I'd kill someone, but I am a person who wouldn't, who's not easy to say no. Like, I don't say no to people easily, so I, I'm trying not to judge him. So it's kind of, and then also, I'm not sure what I would do in the place of the, like the townspeople. Like, like I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching the movie, these people are stupid. He murdered someone, but what if it was something, someone I knew like that? So, I guess I both, I, I liked that they called me out, but also you don't like being called out. So, um, that was a little double-edged sword there. Well, I guess that's not what that term applies to, but y'all know what I mean. <laughs> What did you like, Katie? Um, I just like that the the whole the overall like accurate portrayal of living in a small town. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I I well, I grew up in Manford, which is a fairly small town, and we pretty much, I mean, we kind of just kept to ourselves. But like living in Skytook, where we do now, and like you know, seeing how small town life is, like, remembering what it's like. Because, I mean, Owasso's not really a small town. It's, like, 37,000 people, which mm-hmm. isn't as big as some cities, but, you know, it's a lot bigger than Manford and Skytook combined. <laughs> um, but I, I think that even just with the, like, the actual, like, actors, it was still a, a pretty good depiction of small town life. Mm-hmm. And how the people are and how yeah, quickly things travel else. and, yeah. Yeah, Corey, what did you like and dislike? Uh, which you know mentioned earlier, I uh, I liked the format, the the, the faux documentary format. Mm-hmm. It's very unique because the movie's not a documentary. I mean, it's but it, and then using the real people was just such a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of dislikes, I don't really think I have any hard like like dislikes or flaws that I found in the movie that made me like it less. Um, I thought it was very well put together. The pacing was good. Acting was good. Script was good. Uh, it was easy to follow. Yeah. I agree. I, guess yeah, I think the- other than like 
like Marjorie, just her overall as a person. <laughs> I didn't really yeah, have which... any like dislikes of the movie. I don't think I never went because I, I tend to be like, oh, I don't like that. Like as often, I say that at least once a day, but probably more. I'm like, oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say that about this movie. I don't think I don't remember. But it was a, it was a pretty well well done movie. I think. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the movie. Like I I had a smile throughout the whole thing, even though it was like a weird. <laughs> just a weird thing to smile about me you know get old lady getting murdered and i don't know if you i think they did a better job of like making marjorie a little bit younger in this because when you see the pictures of like real life birdie and marjorie what they look like marjorie looks like an even sweeter old woman like she looks like she's 80 like but and marjorie in the movie did not look that old yeah i was reading a little bit before we started like on you know bernie and marjorie in real life and she was in her 80s she was like 81 i think when he killed her yeah oh wow so yeah she was she was an older lady yeah, she was an unlikable person, but Shirley MacLaine did a great job on her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was interesting. You you got just a little bit into what her, what she was like because when he tried to leave her, she started just like verbally abusing him. You know, she's like, "You hate me. You're gonna leave me just like everybody else." Like, there was a lot of a lot of wounds there that she has not mended. Yeah, uh, but I mean, she was just an abusive, toxic person, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and I, this movie also stressed it's important to communicate your feelings. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, if there's one message of the movie, I'd say it's that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is what pent-up aggression does. Yeah. I liked how it was kind of a comedy, a little bit mixed in. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. most things were serious, but there were some comedic moments in there. Like, I mean, Bernie was just kind of a funny guy. Whether he meant to be or not. Yeah. It was a dark comedy, but I liked it. Yeah, Mm. I agree. Now, let me ask, who is your favorite townsperson? (laughs) (laughs) Who is your favorite townsperson? That's a good question. That's a great question. Um, I forgot most of their names, though. Oh, I do, too. In there, um, she just sat next to. She didn't say anything, but she sat next to another lady, and she would just giggle at whatever the other lady said. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's <laughs> that right. was my favorite. I, I that's how that. I would be. That's how I would exactly. be. I would not say anything. I would just be watching the other person, <laughs> listening to them, and be like, uh-huh, yeah. I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I liked that lady a lot. Yeah, she's my favorite. My my favorite was she. She looked like she was late seventies, early eighties, and. Um, she was in her house, and towards the end of the movie, she was talking. She she was the one who said the line uh, something about, uh, um, um, "I heard Bernie repented, and if that's true, then I'm gonna see him in heaven." Something like that. Yeah, I liked her. Really she had su- she had a little attitude, but she was real sweet. Yeah, I think the line was something like, uh, "Well, if the Lord's forgiven him, then." I have two, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, that was it was really, really sweet. I liked her the best, even though she wasn't in a whole lot. Her name is uh, Kay Epperson, and the only reason why I made sure to look that up is because she's my Shorty Award. So, oh, uh, really? But, <laughs> okay, so then let's go ahead and do our Shorty Awards. Corey, uh, you do yours first. Uh, mine is the Credit Where Credit is Due Award. I am not a Jack Black fan. 
I think he's the guy that everyone knows in high school who thinks he's funny because he's loud. <laughs> that, be- that being said, he played this role really well. He showed restraint. You know, he just he just nailed it. So credit is credit credit or credit is due. Jack Black. <laughs> I like that. Let's see, uh, Austin, what is your shorty award? We will we will make sure that Corey repents of that as well. Uh, <laughs> maybe he needs to watch more Jack Black movies. Uh, like Natural Libre. Oh, I do my, love Natural Libre. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> do you like School Rock? I haven't actually watched that one. Okay, see here here's here's the future problems. <laughs> um. So Kay Emerson wins my award, and this is something that I will only get, but it's funny to me, and that is the Connie Barnes Award, which is because she reminds me of this woman I know named Connie Barnes. Like, same (laughs) hairstyle, same accent, same, like, they, you know, love Jesus and all that. I'm like, I, I like, I need to know. I haven't seen Connie Barnes since then, but I need to ask her, like, do you know this lady? Because I know she's from Texas. So awesome. <laughs> also, I, I want to give a shout out to that guy who was talking about all the different areas in Texas. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Like, uh, <laughs> we were laughing hard about that one. <laughs> well, I forgot the panhandle, but uh, most everyone Everybody does. Knows. And uh, <laughs> goes on to the next part of Texas. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even, even though he realizes if you're gone, he didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's us with the panhandle of Oklahoma. Everybody forgets about it. What is Katie's mm. Shorty Award? Mine is, I don't know what to call it because, you know, I'm not creative, but it's its about the, the Towns lady we were just talking about that just sits there. She's my favorite. <laughs> favorite Towns person, I guess. I don't know. Whatever her, and, what do, Austin looked up her name. I already forgot what he said. Uh, but. Okay, Epperson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, my favorite, I mean, my favorite real life Towns person from that, uh, and, from the movie. Well, this is this is funny. Mine's also about Kay Epperson. Yeah. Um, she, I liked that she was also. Uh, mine is a uh, best actress who wasn't actually an actress because, like, <laughs> at the end, very end of the movie, like she, you know, they had an act where she goes to it talk to Bernie in the prison, and uh, she was like one of the only uh, like townspeople who had like an actual acting role besides like giving a testimony. So I was like, you go girl. You were, you, you were an actress. Was that the same lady? Was it? I, I don't think so. Oh gosh. Well that lady, lady, whoever went, that is. Saw, uh, saw him in prison. Yeah. 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 That's her. Oh, my bad. Yep. But, uh, Yes. But I, I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, because she, she did a great job. Like, she was so, she, she did a great job portraying that role. Even though, she, I mean, I guess she actually did that in real life. But Yeah, she did a great job. And her line about Jesus and forgiveness was by far the, the best line in the movie. Now that we say that, okay, I looked up Kay Epperson to make sure it's the lady I was talking about before. It is not the same old lady that was in the house talking about Jesus' forgiveness. And I could not find her. but it's not not the same person I was talking about but I can believe that maybe she said something about it too but yeah Kay Epperson was funny (laughs) yeah she had a lot of opinions to say (laughs) I'm trying to think the old lady yeah the old lady was sitting in the house and she had glasses that's all I remember about her I'm sorry I'm sorry lady 
Ah, <laughs> uh, Kay Everson passed away. Oh, oh no. That's sad. That's sad. That is so sad. I, we dedicate this episode to her. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for bringing light to our lives through this movie. So, and uh, was, hopefully she's she sees Bernie in heaven. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie passed away a couple of years ago as well. Oh, he, he did? Oh, yeah. It was either... It was 2019, I think. That that that's one thing about this movie is as soon as it was over, I told Katie I was like, I'm gonna see if I can find a book <laughs> about this because yeah. I want to know more. I like sure. instantly wanted to know more. Uh, and you were you able to find one? No, no, Dang. could not find one. I was that's like, surprising. I will buy it right now if I could find one. It's just so awesome that this is a real story. I love stuff based off of real stories because, you know, usually in a movie you're like, oh, but that's not real. So, okay. But this one, I was like, well, he stuffed her in a freezer, but it was real. It was very real. It's it's so interesting to see such an awful, like an awful thing, but, you know, with such an interesting outcome. Yeah, the very end was so morally ambiguous with, you know, um, I, I don't, I think the movie made it clear that they wanted us to choose whether Bernie was in the right or wrong, not because they betrayed, but they betrayed, they portrayed both sides pretty well, you know, all the townspeople who loved him and they showed how, you know, he, he was a very nice person, but obviously he had communication issues and other issues and stuff. So I feel like they like the the movie did a good job of showing all sides, so we could make a decision as an audience, and I, I think that's cool. So they didn't like shove like one side or the other down our throat. They just kind of put the information out there, and we were we were able to decide for ourselves whether what we thought about the morality of everything. I can't find where he died on his Wikipedia page. It still says he's alive. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could have swore that he died. Um, I know. I know. I I looked at it, and he's he got um he was up for an appeal like two years ago, and that got turned down. Up, you're right. He is um he. I can't see anything about his death, so I take that back. Sorry, Um, Birdie. Uh, but when I searched for him, it said people also searched for. Kay Epperson. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's oh, only 62. Yeah. I could have swore. I thought I read that he had a heart attack, but I I don't know what I read then. Fake news. <laughs> His dad is Bernhardt. It looks, I saw that. So it's possible it could have been his dad. Oh, yeah. Oh. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I read that his mom died when he was like two. Oh. In a car, car mm-hmm. accident. So and then I read that oh, he was I read that he was sexually assaulted by an uncle. So they think that's part oh. of what like something that just piled up and led him to snap. Mm-hmm. Now screw you up. Yeah. So I mean it's such an interesting case and uh, mm-hmm. I I I think they treated the or the the movie team they treated the story with respect without glorifying him or yeah. you know, I mean like Kelly said, they they left it up to you to decide. And when a movie yeah. does that, when they take a complex issue and they don't force a narrative, I respect that a ton. Yeah. Uh, so on a scale to one to ten, uh, what would you give the movie? You know, one being garbage, ten being perfect. 
I'd probably give it an 8 to an 8.5. It was a fantastic movie. I can't think of anything wrong with it, but it's not, like, the best movie I've ever seen. Like, I mean, yeah. I've seen better movies, but I can't, like, specifically point out something that was wrong with it. So, for for a true story movie, I'd give it a 10. Like, for the, you know, its genre. But just as a movie in general, probably an 8.5. Eight I think I'd probably go the same way because I mean, no, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I really don't have any complaints about it. Like it, I was, it was curious the entire time. Like I never lost interest. So I think I'd probably have to say about an eight as well. The eight club. <laughs> I, I was also going to say an eight. Um, one thing I will oh. say is that when it comes to movies that you can get like watch for free, it is among the best, like hands down. Uh, since it's it's on a bunch of streaming services, you just have to watch a few ads. Um, yeah, it wasn't the mo- the greatest movie I've ever seen, but it was definitely one of the best I've seen in a genre. Um, I'd highly recommend it to anybody. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree. Although I this is definitely my type of movie, so I could almost give it a nine, <laughs> um, just from enjoyment. But I definitely give it an eight. Whoa. A unanimous decision. I know. Yeah, that's rare. It's good Magic. movie. Now, yeah. so, let me ask you a philosophical question. Oh. Okay, would you acquit him <sighs> if you were a townsperson, just for no. the movie that you saw? <laughs> no, I think he deserved to spend a long time in jail. I think so too. I mean, he murdered someone. I mean, I know he. I mean, obviously, this lady was a horrible human being, but. He still killed someone. I, so, I mean, yeah, he does yeah. need to be punished. Um, I don't think I would have given him a life <laughs> sentence, and maybe that's uh, maybe that's uh, extreme. Yeah. Um, but I mean, looking at the, you know, I don't know. I, I I think it should be examined, but it's murder is murder and should never be condoned, and we should never be lenient on someone because they murdered. Um. But, I mean, it's not like this was a premeditated, you know, um, for a first-degree murder, I mean, it was, I don't know, it just, I wouldn't acquit him, but I definitely wouldn't have, you know, obviously give a death penalty and a life in prison to me was questionable. Yeah. Yeah, I think he should have spent a long time in prison, but yeah, but yeah. I, I think I, I agree with Corey on the not spend life. Because it was, I mean, I'm I'm not well versed on laws and stuff, but I know premeditated wor- murder is a lot worse mm-hmm. than like a crime of passion, which this seemed to be. Which y'all correct me if y'all if y'all know better. I forgot like the terminology they use in the movie, but uh, and I, I don't I like I said I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know anything I mean, about from law. what I understand. First degree is like a spur of the moment. Uh, second degree is is more cold-blooded, premeditated, something they planned. Um, and this was obvi- obviously very much first degree. Mm. I think you definitely deserved, like, upwards <clears throat> of 20 years in prison. It may, I mean, y'all might disagree, I don't know. That's, it's hard. It's hard when you're, when you're uh, like, kind of deciding what someone's going to do for the rest of their life. Like it's like a life thing, so I don't know. I don't know how judges do it. So, um. what would y'all do? I'm googling the differences between the different types of 
degrees in murder because I couldn't remember either. Uh, would you I mean, he was, I mean, he was already like in his 30s at this time. So even if you said, you know, what's a long time? 30 years, 40 years. At that point, his life's over. So mm. maybe you could do 20 and then parole for the rest. But I feel yeah. like with it being murder, it just it, it wouldn't make sense at that point. You know, if I was a, if I was a murderer and I had to go to jail until it turned 80 years old, then what? I go back out. Yeah. <laughs> I have no family. I'm 80 right. years old. I have no way to work. I mean, I might as well just stay in prison. Fair uh, enough. Which Shawshank Redemption touches on that in a really good way. So, uh, highly recommended film. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a lot of a s- small indie film. <laughs> <laughs> had, a had a little unknown, you know, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for those who enjoyed, you know, who would enjoy this movie, what other movies would you recommend? Hmm. Oh, Shawshank Redemption would be a good one. Um, maybe it's not quite like this movie, but like touches on some. I don't know. It's kind of deep and deep like this movie. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's very morally gray in some places. So, like this movie, it is. I'm trying to think of something. You know, this was it was suspenseful. I. I haven't watched enough of the genre to give a, a great recommendation apart from yeah. apart from Bernie itself. Me either. Well, I think I'm let a, me in the same boat. If you if you like a good documentary slash comedy movie, then I have the best one you could possibly watch. It's oh. a little film called Surfs Up. And about, <laughs> about penguins surfing, all right? Uh, and uh, it's comedy slash documentary, and you, it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, Highly it's, suggest. It's, uh, so okay. uh, there's a little segment I like to call We're Getting a New Host. <laughs> <laughs> um, Corey, if you do not like Surf's Up, our brotherhood might be at stake at this point. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, he takes back. He takes back when he said he think you might be his long lost brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, brothers fight. It's okay. It's true. <laughs> Wait, which one of us is Drake and which Jeez. one of us is Doc? What, what? What's wrong, Katie? Oh, I was looking at a temperature map of just like the United States, and it's forty five below in um, Alaska right now. Oh. Oh, I'm glad I'm not in Alaska. People it's are talking about like how cold freezer. it is here. It's kind of like oh, that yeah. freezer that Miss Nugent got stuck oh, in. Oh, Kelly. Too soon. I'm just saying. Too, too soon. soon. Even though it happened in 1996. Too soon. Look, I got to be real here. <laughs> we will catch you guys on the Flippity Flip. Thank you so much for watching slash listening. Um, <laughs> uh, you not, can catch, not watching, but. Yeah, you can listen to us anywhere that podcasts are distributed. Um, Put us in your car or your Google Home or your neighbor's Google Home. That's cool, too. (laughs) We will see you all later. Have a good one. Bye.